Welcome to the Pursuit of Peace podcast. My name is Parul and I am obsessed with everything holistic health and spirituality. I am determined to uplevel my mind, body and spirit to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. I truly believe that we're all looking to create a sense of lasting inner peace through all our pursuits in life. Health, wealth, relationships, spirituality, business, jobs or a college degree. whatever that might look like for you at the moment the goal is same to find that blissful state that lasting joy and inner peace and the intention behind this podcast is to share my quest for inner peace so that might kickstart your journey to discover the source of that true lasting joy and bliss that i feel can only be created from the inside out Welcome to episode 6 and I have a very special guest with me today his name is Kian Lagi and he is like a blessing for me and he's also been my mentor and I really don't know how to introduce him I think he's one of the biggest manifestations I've had this year something that I've really been wanting but I didn't know and if I would try to be all rational and logical about you know how i manifested him i think i wouldn't be here talking to him and doing this and i hope whatever we're going to talk about will be life changing for anybody who's listening because i know keen's presence in my life has been life changing so keen is leading a leadership consultancy for world leaders and high achievers he's a high performance coach for professional athletes ceos social media influencers and serial entrepreneurs but he has donned many caps and i don't think i can put him in a box he's been an nfl athlete you know health coach he is now a high performance coach so welcome keen i would want you to talk a bit about your journey and what does pursuit of peace mean for you all right parul thank you so 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 much for the intro i'm so excited and happy to be here. I know we're going to cover some incredible incredible content for anybody listening. So, if you're listening right now, you're in for a very special treat. So, I'm excited to be here. My story starts in South Dakota. So, I'm from a, a small state in the US where we don't get a lot of love for professional sports, uh but somehow I was able to make it to the top and get all the way to the National Football League uh where Uh my career was cut very very short. I had an injury to where I could never play again and that quickly ended my career and and led me to one of the biggest pivots that I've had in my life. Uh which is moving from being the player to the coach. And I got into personal training a little bit. I got into internal health, so dealing with people with autoimmune conditions and other digestive disorders. And then got into more of the mental, emotional, spiritual side of things. So it was a beautiful transition from the physical body to the internal part of the body to uh, more the mental emotional side of our essence. That has led me to the place that I'm at now, which is a performance coach and all-encompassing coach that helps people get a lot more success with a lot less effort. Uh and that takes me to today, which I'm living in different areas of the world whenever I want and uh really 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 enjoying it and having a lot of fun doing it. That sounds good in theory. How does it pan out actually when you sit in front of those high performers? Because I think personally I feel like, you know, when I'll be successful in the traditional sense, 
I'll have a lot more time, freedom, money, a lot of money, and that will probably get me freedom in different ways. Does that actually happen? Because is that really true? Or is there a side where people are more afraid of losing everything that they've built? Because when you have little to nothing, there's not much to lose. But when you have a lot, there is a lot more to lose. Okay, so so is is the question, does the money or the success bring people happiness? Is that sort of what you're yeah. getting at yeah. the question? Yeah. Uh, it's a phenomenal question. And that is not a black and white answer. What I say is it comes down a lot to the emotional health and the emotional state of the person that has the money. And so there's been people that I've worked with that have been stupid, filthy rich that have been miserable and their relationships in their life and their health has not been uh, up to par. And there's also been other people that I've worked with that have had uh, a lot of money and still been able to maintain a solid uh, base in their life of, of happiness and confidence. So it really just depends on the emotional state that the person's in uh, when they have the money and their relationship with themselves when they get the money. Uh, and money is so interesting because it can, it, it reveals our hearts. It reveals uh, the different parts of ourselves that we have to address and the parts of ourselves that we really love. So I like to use money, not as just a, a metric of measuring success, but actually uh, is an incredible tool that we can use to see uh, different parts of, of ourselves when we have it and when we don't have it. So it really varies. So what is one of the key areas in which you coach people? And I know you talk a lot about emotional sovereignty. What does that mean for you, for your clients? And how did you at such a young age start doing this? And how have you gone so deep within you that you know you can do the work that you do today? Yeah, so what emotional sovereignty is, is the ability to be able to uh, operate, feel, and to be in whatever way that you'd like to, independent of the feelings, thoughts, and opinions of the people around you. So what I teach people to do is to be able to get into a space where emotionally they're in the capacity to make big decisions that they know is best for themselves and everybody around them without swaying their state based off the opinions and feelings and thoughts of others. And so I would say this has always been something that I've been uh, very talented at navigating since I was very, very young, uh, being able to be in tune with with uh, my own state, but also other people's emotions. Now, I was able to control my emotions, I would say, very well uh, in order to not have to uh, hurt other people but I would also say in the same breath, I haven't always been the best at being able to just simply maintain my emotional state independent of people that I care about. So it's taken a lot of time and energy that I've poured into myself to get to a place where I'm more separated from the opinions, thoughts, and feelings of, of others. And as I continue to do that more and more, I have more success financially. I have more deep, intimate uh, relationships with the people around me and the quality of my my coaching in my career substantially improves as well. So the deeper that I've gone into myself with understanding the parts of me that get triggered, the parts of me that are slightly insecure and being able to address those parts of myself allows me to become more emotionally sovereign than, than I've ever been. So very important. Mm -hmm. So I would say like completely being yourself, being really authentic. Yeah. And, and this is the part is I think that, that 
being myself, being authentic, I think that can be really uh, misunderstood. And I think how it's used a lot of the times is that it's, okay, define yourself and then show up as that no matter what. And Mm -hmm. to me, that's not how it should work. Really Mm -hmm. what authentic showing up as myself interactions are, are me being able to express myself in the way that I'm feeling it in that moment without a fear of judgment, but just simply being able to do it. And that's not confined to any certain way of being. It's just whatever I'm experiencing in that moment, because we're very complex, multidimensional beings, and we're not created to be one-dimensional. We're not created to, to be put in a box as far as what we believe our personality is, and we're constantly evolving all the time. And so I think it's, it's, it's more difficult, actually, uh, at least for me, to try to define myself and show up as that all the time because I'm ever-changing. And I do enjoy the ambiguity and randomness of, of life. And I've been able to fall in love with the different parts of myself that show up in different ways. And I, I'm more of the observer and seeing how I show up in different interactions rather than trying to control my interactions or trying to control myself in different interactions. So authenticity isn't uh, showing up in this one specific way that we think we are. It's giving ourselves a permission to express ourselves and be as we feel in each moment. And how scary is that? It can be, it can be very scary, but I, I, I say that the more time that we take practicing it and the more we address inside of ourselves, that's preventing us from being able to operate fully in that, in that moment. Uh, and the more affirmations we get from practicing it and seeing the positive outcome that comes from it makes it easier and easier. So in the beginning, it's definitely more difficult, but I would say it's an exponential increase in the ease of the capacity to do it. But certainly in the beginning, it can feel very naked. It can feel very messy and it can feel very raw. So it definitely is a progress of uh, a process of getting to the point of being able to really feel comfortable with it. Yeah, because I remember when I first approached you, I was judging myself so much for having changed so many careers, having done so many things and then wanting to move ahead because I wanted to fit in this societal idea that I should be doing my life one way. And there is a difference because I wanted to be so many things in my life and do things differently. But my old identity was still somewhere rooted in this idea of how I should be for society. And you helped me bridge that gap. And I and I get inspired from you because you've done so many things and you've moved ahead. But And everybody around me was just telling me at that point that, are you crazy? You still can't stick to, you know, one thing. So it's very scary because I don't know, you know, I'm here at this point and I want to be a manifestation coach right now. But what if two years later, I want to do something else, be someone else? That's the beauty of life right there is our capacity to do that. Uh, now, society and, and part of our, our the parts of ourself that want consistency and that want stability and that want protection favor this one identity as we go through life. So to be able to fluidly go from one identity to another in different seasons of life, uh, it, it goes against a lot of our own inherent programming. And like you said, society's programming too. Uh, but a lot of it really is just the permission, you know, with somebody like me who, since I've got done playing football, I've just fluidly gone from one identity to another. And especially in regard to my coaching, uh, going from being the personal trainer to being the internal health specialist to working more with, uh, you know, you talk about manifestation stuff and being able to bring things into my life that I want. And then now getting into the more emotional health side of things, 
I've just fluidly adjusted from one to another and consistently followed the inspiration inside of me as it felt dull. And as it felt kind of boring to stay in one space, I've just graduated to another. And I would say sort of flawlessly, uh, to be honest with you. And I've never made more money than I have now, consistently (laughs) evolving into doing more of what I want to do. So it's safe to do. And sometimes we just, you know, it's like the four minute mile that was ran. And once somebody broke the four minute mile, I think like three or four people did in, in a month and a half after that. So what was deemed impossible at one time seemed very possible once seeing somebody else do it. And that's how I want my life to be a, a representation of is uh, being able to fluidly go from one identity to another and be able to flow from one thing to another without having there be judgment, without having there be this fear of that, that, that we can't. And I think fundamentally understanding that we are very evolving multidimensional beings and aren't inherently created to fit into a box of one solo identity our entire life can really, really help as well. We're simply not created to be that way. Wow. The next question that I'm going to ask you is also something that I've asked you during one of my sessions. Don't you judge yourself or don't you feel worried about the fact how people will view you if you keep changing tracks? Because I was judging myself for doing that and also picking up something like manifestation coaching. I could not have predicted that this is what would come up for me as it did. And it took me six months and sessions with you to give myself permission to actually step into that. So all I was seeking was permission, except that I wanted it from people on the outside and everybody thought it was crazy. And I have judged myself for being crazy because I just can't be that person. I can't I can't just stay in one place or in one job or whatever you might like to call it for too long. And this is just me. And I had not seen an example of somebody before you, before you know, I got to know about you, who was doing this and doing this so confidently. Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of the times we're, we're taught that we need to have things figured out. We're taught that we need to find one thing and stick to it, which is definitely a good formula for success. But my methodology of getting to that thing that we're super passionate about, like what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. this is I would this is what I would say would be my thing. Uh, it was taken an evolutionary process to get to this point, but this is what I would say is definitely my thing that I'll, that I can will probably do for for a while. But it's not from consciously trying to decide what it is that you want and then forcing yourself to stay doing that. It's more about trying multiple things and spending seasons doing that and really waiting for that one thing to come along that really, really lights your heart up uh, or really, really lights a, a fire of inspiration inside of you. So being able to let go of the pressure to figure out exactly what it is allows us to, to follow this, this path that takes us to the thing that really, really inspires us. That's going to make us the most money as well. And it works out the best. So what I'm really doing is I'm just giving people permission to not put the pressure on to have to figure out that one thing, because then we, then what happens is when that pressure's on, we end up trying so hard to find that one thing that it ends up being something that is not in aligned with us and ends up creating a lot of internal controversy and chaos. And we stay in it because it's what we're told that we should or need to do. But I think it's healthier to go through seasons of, of trial and error and find out what you like, what you don't like. And eventually through that process emerges something that's like, whoa, this is really the thing for me. This mm-hmm. feels right. Yes, I'm going to go all in on this and stay doing it until something else might come along. Right. But uh, I think through giving ourselves the permission to be messy and to not have things figured out. 
and take some of that pressure off allows for there to emerge the thing that really, really is closest to our heart. But then again, it's like, I think part of the reason too, that we're trying so hard to figure out this one thing so hard and, and is because there's this pressure to have to make like a stupid amount of money so young, like, because there's people making like really good money, really young. There's this idea that we all should be doing that. And nobody's taking the time to become an expert at anything. Everybody wants to be paid as being the expert. Nobody wants to actually put in the time to become it. And this, this bullshit instant gratification operating system of, of people now is, is gross to be honest with you. And it's, it's making people very unhappy because people are comparing themselves to people that are making the money very, very young. Mm-hmm. And it's just creating this loop of people deciding sooner than they're, than they're really ready for and putting this pressure on themselves that really shouldn't exist. So I blame the system. Uh, I can see it would be very hard in today's world to give ourselves permission to just be messy because of the pressure, especially if you're involved in the personal development community. But that's just my thought on it. And it's my path that I've had and it's brought me a lot of success. So that's why I talk about it. Yeah. And it just takes the pressure off and gives us permission to be kids again, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it really does. It's great. I have have so much fun. Like I'm, I'm retired. I, I, I felt like I've lived my life retired because I'm just consistently doing what I want to do. And it's not to say that I haven't gone through like struggles. I put myself in really tough situations with purchasing coaching and uh, having little money and having to make things work and happen. You know, like I've gone through it. I've gone through it. Like these last five years for me have been incredible to get to the point that I'm at now. So uh, I've really given myself permission to just be a student, to be messy and to learn from people that I've met along the way that's really allowed me to to get to this point that I feel like I'm I'm at now. So you don't rush yourself and you are not trying to look for your purpose if I may call it so you're just living it. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I talk I talk about that a lot. I talk about uh fuck purpose. You know, cuz <laughs> cuz really it's everybody talks about purpose and most of the time you know, the people are unhappy because they haven't found their purpose, but who's yeah. telling them that it's important to even find your purpose. Like mm-hmm. it's only because they're taught that it's important to find your purpose that they feel bad about themselves because they don't have their purpose, which prevents them from further being able to really discover what it is they're really passionate about in their life. And so what I say is, is purpose is something that emerges through following consistent inspiration. Right. Purpose isn't something that we consciously try to seek out and find. Just like I talked about with the job, it's like, oh, let me find my purpose and let me attach to this thing that I think is my purpose. And then what happens? It ends up not being really the thing that we want to do, but we stick to it because we define it as being our purpose and it makes us miserable. Right. So purpose to me is uh, consistent, inspired action in one thing. Right. I could say that my coaching right now, because I'm very inspired to continue to do it, would be my purpose. Uh, you could call it that because I'm consistently inspired to do it, right? But I wouldn't label it my purpose in life. Uh, I would just say it's something that I'm consistently inspired to do. And anybody from the outside looking in, they've seen me coach, they'd say, wow, that's probably your purpose. But I would say, you know, I'm super inspired to do it and I enjoy it. And we'll see how long I do it. So at this point, living in your joy is your purpose or essentially that is our lifelong purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Following my consistent inspiration. And that's kind of like, I would say it takes a certain level of understanding of yourself, learning fundamental pieces of discipline, 
in your life. Uh, and I know for you too, Paru, like you've worked some, some really prestigious jobs where you've had to learn consistency, had to learn discipline, had to, to learn how to focus on your work and do really well. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think it takes a certain level of mastery mm-hmm. of ourselves to get to that point. So if you're not at a place, if somebody's listening to this and they're not at a place where they've really taken the time to get good at something and really worked hard to do it, I would say that's probably step number one in the process of, of life is really learning how to work hard, learning how to create structure and, and learn how to be consistent. But now once I've done that, I've operated there and this is just the next level, which is being able to then take all the knowledge that I have and not use it as being a slave to it, but allowing me to use all the knowledge to serve me when I feel inspired to use that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was deep. I feel when I was until very recently, just deciding whether I wanted to continue as a health coach or whether I wanted to switch, I was putting in all the work, I was putting in all the discipline to fulfill an expectation I thought somebody else on the outside had from me. I don't know who that somebody else was. <laughs> this is probably something that I learned from a very young age that, you know, I have to look a certain way. I have to get success in terms of what other people wanted out of me. And it made me miserable. And on the other hand, I was questioning myself and asking myself, will I never find my purpose? What is my purpose? And I loved how you just sort of swept it aside. And, you know, you're like, fuck that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, Parul too, it's, it's, it's insane because, you know, we're all taught that finding our purpose is really important and finding that one person is really, really important and being happy is very, very important. And most of the time people aren't really experiencing a lot of issues, but the issue they're experiencing is the issue of comparing themselves to having something that they think that, the, that they should have, that they don't have. So by simply comparing ourselves to somebody that has a purpose that we feel like has a purpose or somebody that's extra happy all the time, or somebody that has found that one, it makes us unhappy. But if you let go of the need to have to have all those things, you're left with just you and your emotional states. And there's nothing really wrong with any of those things. So really what I'm doing is kind of combating a lot of uh, mainstream beliefs surrounding what we should have. Uh, and frankly, you know, it, people use that as selling techniques. Uh, if I can show people how to find their purpose, that's a great selling technique. But if I can sit in front of somebody and say, hey, dude, fuck your purpose. Uh, I, could, I could say that's all, also a great selling technique because it's very different. <laughs> so I, I don't want to you know, exclude myself from that. Inherently, it is because it's different. But it's like this is thing that we think that we need to have these things that's making us unhappy. Yeah. Because we get all those things. Like for me, I got the perfect job. I traveled around the world. I was making decent money as one would in a job. And then I said, but I'm not happy. I did everything that society expected me to do from a very young age and I'm not happy. So I failed. I failed everybody else. I failed myself. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm such a failure. And then when I started as a health coach, I wanted to be like those few successful people without first asking myself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why should I be doing this at all? Just because I've got a certification, just because I have got a degree, but that's what I knew best, you know, go to college, work hard, get a degree, get the gold medals, go and be good at your job, except that it never made me happy. So the question that nobody asks us at very young age is what would make you happy? Yeah. And, you know, for me, I, we come from very different familiar situations. And I'm so thankful for my parents 
because they always exposed me to so much, but then just supported me with whatever I wanted to do. My dad had always been an entrepreneur and somebody that shot for for the moon and whatever he did and, and went all out and whatever he did. And so I had the opportunity to learn from him yeah. and had the opportunity to have a mom at home who really supported me in whatever I wanted to do as well. And so now I'm able to take that incredible parenting that that I had received and uh, give that that confidence, you know, to whoever wants to work with me. So not everybody has the incredible opportunity that I had to have the parents that I had that exposed me to this belief system that I can do what I want to do. And so I always have done whatever I've wanted to do. So massive kudos to you for being at the place that you're in. And even before we met, you'd already been on the path of doing what you wanted to do, uh, despite being in a familiar situation where you have all this pressure to not do that. So to me, that is so amazing that you're able to overcome that. And it's really, really inspiring to me. Thank you so much. That means a lot. (laughs) Yeah, but I had these ideas of how I should be, who I should be. And it was difficult for me to break because I should have probably been married eight years ago, should have had two kids, just settled in life. And somehow I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't, despite what everybody around me was doing. And that's why I felt odd. I felt weird. I felt like there's something wrong with me for being that way. Unless... I just gave my permission, myself the permission to be who I am. Like I cannot, I cannot be who I'm expected to be. Yeah. And that's for anybody listening to this, that's one of the hardest things I feel like many people can do because we're taught, you know, many people are taught at young ages that they can't and they shouldn't. And they get that engraved in their head that they're supposed to do a certain thing. So it is, you're, a, you're an inspiration. It is one of the hardest things I have done. I'm in, I'm going through it and it's really, really hard because I am, I'm betraying the identity I've had for the past three decades. I'm betraying all of it. And you know, you know, I would come to the session and one day I'd be like, I'm sure I'm going to cry today and I wouldn't. And then the next session I'd be like, oh, I'm all fine. I'm all right. And I would cry my heart out in front of <laughs> And that's just because you have this knack of making people, I mean, I can't say about other people, but you made me feel so safe to be me that then I was willing to just change and do things differently. And I think you have a very special gift. You're really gifted in this way because I know a lot of people talk about it, like believe in yourself, be yourself. And I'm like, I know that. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to be myself. And with you, it's not like there's no homework, there's no workbook, there's nothing you have to think about. You come here, sit in front of me, and then like a genie, I'm going to pull out things that you didn't even know you had inside <laughs> of you. <laughs> so yes, that was incredible for me because that's the kind of coach I want to be, where, where I'm not telling people conceptually what to do, but I'm embodying all of it and I can give you that experience. And I think that is what is so incredible with your coaching. It has given me the transformation I wouldn't have got in the next four years. Huh. So it's pretty amazing. I'm so glad. And thank you for sharing that. I'm so, so, so glad for you. And, um, you know, it's interesting. You say the being myself, you know, like people are always like, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. It's like kind of the same thing as following, following your intuition. It's like just follow your intuition or, or people that talk about eating, like intuitively eat, intuitively eat, intuitively eat. Yeah. But it's like, nobody really knows how to do those things. And, and it's just some great mental masturbation, uh, right? <laughs> it feels good to say, oh, be yourself. 
because nobody can do it better. But it's like, okay, what the fuck do I do with that? <laughs> yeah, because I'm so being like, my conditioned self. I'm not being my yeah. true self. And so, I so, and pa- pa- real too, here's the interesting part is when you try to be yourself, that's where the actual problem lies that you're trying. Yeah. And you can't be yourself when you're trying to be yourself, <laughs> if that makes sense. So, so what happens with people when, they, when they're in the course of conversation with me, what happens in a coaching session, the reason how I'm, how I'm able to get so deep with people is because I'm able to tap into the present moment so well yeah. that I'm not, I'm not even thinking about what I'm saying. I'm just mm-hmm. here with you. I'm not, I'm not judging myself. I'm not questioning what I said. I'm just here with you. And so beyond, because I'm able to create that level of presence, I bring that out in somebody else. And so when you're with me, you're not second guessing yourself. You're just allowing yourself to speak and talk. And when you're allowing yourself just to speak and talk, that's when I can pick up on things and hear things unconsciously without even thinking about it. That allows me to then be able to go in deeper with you. Okay. But if as long as you're stuck in your logical mind, trying mm-hmm. to say the right thing or trying to do the right thing, you're controlling the, the conversation. So I can't pick out and hear the things because you're just telling me what I want to hear or what you think that you should say. Right. And so the beauty of a coaching session with me is that you're in this place of presence. I'm in this place of presence. And we're just literally getting lost in the conversation, right? Before we know it, it's been an hour to an hour and a half. It's like, well, where the hell did the the time go? Right. And so that's that practice of being yourself, right? Being yourself is what what I say earlier with the emotional sovereignty, being able to get lost in the moment of just expressing and being in whatever way that I'm feeling in that moment without second guessing it or thinking about it. Yeah. Right. And that's what you're doing in a coaching session with me. So you're learning how to be yourself, but it's not through finding an identity of who you are. It's through simply allowing yourself to be as you're feeling in that moment, which you're learning how to do that in my coaching session, right? So you're able to then go out and apply it to the rest of your life. And that's the beauty of it. So being yourself actually isn't a certain identity. It's not certain traits that you try to embody. It's just the permission that you give yourself to be in whatever moment you're existing in. You make it sound so easy. (laughs) I tend to do a good job. I can take complex stuff and make it seem very simple. I've, I've been doing it for a while, you know, like that's, that's what happens. Yeah. But I can say from experience that it's, it's magical. <laughs> it's magical what happens in those sessions, because if only I could live life that way, because we have the, these ideas of how we should be with a certain person. What should I say? What is the right thing to say? What is the right thing to do? And that's how we live life. And kids are not like that. You know, I said, like, you're, you're essentially teaching us to be kids. They don't care. If they're angry, they're angry. If they're sad, they're sad. If they're happy, they're happy. Yeah, that's it. I, I say I, I get tired of playing human, you know, <laughs> the, be, being super calculated and calculated based off the rules that I should be following in my everyday interactions and, and in my business and then how I should be living. It's like, yo, like, I don't follow those rules. Yeah. I'd rather not follow those rules. And I make my own rules. And that's how I like to live my life. I don't want to play the the game of human that everybody else is playing that nobody else read that nobody else really wants to play either. Right. So what I do is I snap people out of that. It's like, Whoa, they're like, well, I don't have to play that game. No, you don't. <laughs> you actually don't have to, you can play a different game. You can play your own game and you can yeah. have an incredible life doing that. So, you know, playing human gets exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Like what I feel these days is as if I'm in a trance, but I feel what I was doing for, those last few decades was what I should have called being in a trance. Exactly. This, this false idea that we think that we have some kind of freedom or control with our life, but actually we're just following the narrative of everybody else that we agreed upon it with. Wow. I love it. I love this. Thank you so much for being here. This has been incredible, Keen. And how do people find you? Where do people find you if they want to get in touch with you? regarding your coaching services. I want to find out more about you. 
Yeah, so you can you can check out my website, kianloggy.com. I'm sure you will put the spelling for mm-hmm. that somewhere. And uh, also on my Instagram, kian.loggy. So those are two places you can check me out. And if you want to know more, shoot me a message. Yes. Thank you so much for doing this, Kian. Yeah, you're absolutely welcome. It was a pleasure to come on here and do this with you, Paru. So thank you for all that you're doing. And anybody listening to this, uh, they got a special treat. <laughs> they sure did. You're like this magical being I have on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're welcome.